You're listening to Voice Acting Mastery, episode number 27. Welcome to the Voice Acting Mastery podcast with Crispin Freeman. VoiceActingMastery.com is your place to learn both the skills and the mindset you need to become a professional voice actor, even if you're just getting started. In each episode of this podcast, you'll discover valuable tips, tricks, and insider information to help you portray characters in animation, video games, and beyond. And now here's your host, voice actor Crispin Freeman. Hi there, my name is Crispin Freeman, and I'll be your guide through the world of voice acting. If you'd like to know more about me, feel free to check out my personal website at www.crispinfreeman.com. In this episode, I want to talk about vocal health. Your voice is your instrument. Your artistry and your livelihood as a voice actor depend on keeping your voice healthy and in good shape. But how much do you really know about how your voice works? What can you do to keep your voice healthy and ready for action? And what should you absolutely avoid in order to keep from damaging your voice? Let's take a look at how to care for the engine that drives your entire voice acting career. Your voice. And now, the feature segment. The topic of vocal health can be broken down into three subjects. Vocal production, vocal maintenance, and vocal recovery. Vocal production is the mechanics of how your body produces sound using your throat. Vocal maintenance refers to the regular regimen of exercises and health practices that will help keep your voice in good shape. Vocal recovery is when your voice is suffering, either from illness or abuse, and you'd like to do your best to get it healthy again as soon as possible. However, before we explore these subjects, there is one golden rule that you need to understand. If anything you're doing vocally hurts your throat... Don't do it. Period. This applies equally to all three subjects, production, maintenance, and recovery. If you are using your voice correctly, you should never feel pain in your throat, ever. If you feel any discomfort in your throat at all, stop, take a deep breath, and relax. You are pushing your voice too hard. You either need to rest or to find some more relaxed way of producing the sound you're trying to accomplish. With that golden rule established... Let's start with vocal production. Structurally, your voice consists of your larynx and your vocal folds. Your larynx is the hard part of your throat that some people refer to as your Adam's apple. It sticks out the front of your neck, and you can actually jiggle it from side to side with your fingers. Your larynx is a rigid tube on top of which sit your vocal folds. These folds are two flaps of muscle that are attached to the top of your larynx. When you speak, your body pushes air through your larynx and past your vocal folds. Your vocal folds come together and use that airflow to vibrate. This vibration produces sound and determines the quality and volume of your voice. The more air pressure, the more your vocal folds will vibrate and the louder your voice will be. The more evenly your vocal folds meet, the purer the tone of your voice. If there are gaps between your vocal folds, air will escape without creating as much vibration which will make your voice sound raspy or breathy. Your body controls the intake and output of air from your lungs with a muscle in your abdomen known as your diaphragm. It is attached to the bottom of your lungs and spans the entire width of your chest cavity. When your diaphragm expands, your lungs are stretched downward and you breathe in. When your diaphragm contracts, your lungs shrink and air is expelled. All vocal production is a coordination of your diaphragm and your vocal folds. Your diaphragm creates the air pressure needed to vibrate your vocal folds. 
Your vocal folds use that air pressure to create the sound of your voice. As a vocalist, you are constantly balancing air pressure with the coordination of your vocal folds to create sound. In my experience, the single most helpful thing I did to learn how to master that coordination of diaphragm and vocal folds was to get classical singing training. I studied opera and musical theater for many years, and that vocal training has served me immensely well in my voice acting career. It helped me strengthen my voice and deepen my resonance. It taught me what it felt like when I was using my voice correctly, and what it felt like when I was straining my voice. If you have the opportunity to take classical singing lessons, I highly recommend it. The next best thing to my classical singing training was my theatrical acting training. Taking theater acting classes helps you learn how to project your voice to fill a large space. There are many types of theatrical vocal techniques, including those covered in Kristen Linklater's famous book *Freeing the Natural Voice*. I'll put a link to her book in the blog post associated with this podcast. Theater acting also helps you learn how to use your voice without stress or tension, so you can feel when your voice is in alignment and when you're pushing too hard. Both singing training and theater acting emphasize that your voice must be relaxed. Any tension in your throat will constrict your voice and can cause you to hurt it. One of the best things you can do is to focus on using your diaphragm to create sound, not your throat. By focusing on your breathing and imagining that your throat is actually not involved at all, you will more naturally begin to control your diaphragm in such a way that your vocal production will become easier and less strained. If you think your throat is what makes sound, you will invariably tighten up your diaphragm, close off your larynx, and put undesirable stress on your vocal folds. One way to check to see if your vocal placement is correct is to notice whether or not your larynx is dropped. Put your hand on your larynx. Now swallow. Notice how your larynx jumps up in your throat. When you are relaxed, your larynx will stay in that lower dropped position. When you tense up. Your larynx will creep up your throat, creating tension. Now you have an easy test you can perform to see if you're tensing your throat. One of the best ways to avoid tensing your throat is to warm up your voice before you need to do any voiceover work. There are so many different types of vocal warm-ups that I can't possibly do them justice in this episode. But in general, you want to develop a warm-up regimen that includes deep breathing, vocalizing, and relaxation. Humming songs to yourself can be a great way to warm up your voice while avoiding strain. Humming helps your breath control, warms up your vocal folds, and helps you drop your larynx. Vocal maintenance is relatively straightforward. In general, your voice wants to be healthy. The activities you can do to keep it that way are commonsensical. Always make sure to stay hydrated. In our modern everyday lives, we rarely consume as much water as our bodies really need. The first thing to suffer when you are dehydrated is your voice. Make sure to drink water often. Water is the best hydrator, not soda, not juice, not sports drinks, just simple water. Avoid smoking. This seems obvious, but smoking not only scars your vocal folds, producing irrecoverable texture changes in your voice, but it reduces your lung capacity as well. Don't consume too much caffeine. Caffeine can dehydrate you, making it more difficult for your vocal folds to work properly. If it sounds like I'm giving you the kind of advice your mother or father might give you, I am. Keeping yourself healthy is key to keeping your voice in shape. When one becomes ill, 
It's one's voice that is usually the first thing to change or sound affected by that illness. Speaking of which, let's talk about vocal recovery. There are two primary situations that make one lose one's voice illness and vocal abuse. Vocal abuse comes from overstressing your voice. This can stem from bad vocal production habits or from simple fatigue. If you tense your throat while using your voice, you can accidentally bang your vocal folds together. This feels like a catch in your throat. It often happens when one has to scream or yell. This banging of the vocal folds causes them to swell, just like any other part of your body would when it's injured. This vocal swelling makes it harder for your folds to meet cleanly, which can lead to even more vocal fold collisions, and the situation can rapidly deteriorate. The first thing to do if you stress your cords like this is to stop. Take a deep breath and relax. A trick to calming your voice down is to make what's called a voiceless caw sound. Say the word caw on a whispered exhale and then say it again on a whispered inhale, like this caw, 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 caw. Do that a couple of times and it will reduce the swelling temporarily. As you go forward, make sure to stay more relaxed. And avoid banging your vocal folds against each other. If you continue to abuse your voice, your folds might develop permanent calluses. These are also known as vocal nodes. They are permanent scar tissue that develops from repeated vocal fold collisions without taking the time to relax and recover. Some nodes can only be removed with surgery. Trust me, it is much better to learn how to use your voice in a relaxed manner than it is to try and recover from permanent vocal damage. Here's a simple rule of thumb. Never create a voice for a character that you can't maintain for at least two hours. I learned this the hard way. In an anime called Photon, I was cast as the evil galactic emperor. I was told the part would only take 15 minutes to record, so I could create whatever throat ripping voice I wanted. I decided to make the galactic emperor sound something like this. Well, two hours later, I was kicking myself for having created such a difficult voice to maintain. I could barely speak when I was done. That taught me a valuable lesson. However, I really did like the voice, so I practiced with it to see if I could achieve the same effect without straining my throat. After much practice, I succeeded in learning how to create that sound while staying relaxed. I used the voice to great effect in the Battle for Middle Earth 2 video game. Where I played the voice of the Goblin Commander, who instructs you in how to use the forces of Mordor. It is possible to learn to maintain even the most challenging voices if you'll take the time to practice producing them without straining your voice. Remember to always check that your larynx is dropped, and if the voice hurts in any way, stop and relax. When it comes to illness, voice actors must do their best to avoid getting sick. The tiniest cold or congestion can radically affect your sound on the microphone. But what can you do if you do get sick? It turns out that water is the best decongestant. Over the counter cold medicines should be used very sparingly. They can dry out your sensitive vocal folds, which can lead to vocal collisions and more swelling. Tea with honey can help. In fact, there are many throat coat teas that are useful when trying to hydrate and heal swollen vocal folds. I'll put a link to my favorite one in the blog post for this podcast episode. One thing you should never use is anesthetic throat spray. 
These types of sprays use a topical painkiller to reduce throat discomfort. These sprays don't actually heal your throat, they just suppress your pain receptors. After using such a spray, it is possible to abuse your voice without feeling the damage you may be doing to yourself. Never use any kind of throat anesthetic, whether as a spray or as a throat drop. Herbal throat remedies like Ricola are okay, since they do not have any active pain killing ingredients that can mask throat pain. If you're ill, sleep. I realize that if your schedule is busy, it may be difficult to find time to lie down, but the more rest you can get, the quicker you will heal. Rest your voice as well by not speaking. At all. Seriously. Take a vow of silence and talk to people with a notepad or with text on your phone. Being absolutely silent and not saying a word will let your voice heal as quickly as possible. Now you should have a better understanding of vocal production, maintenance, and recovery. With practice and training, you can develop good vocal production habits. The end result will be better vocal coordination and fewer instances of vocal abuse or injury. And remember the golden rule. If it hurts your throat, don't do it. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode. You've been listening to the Voice Acting Mastery Podcast with Crispin Freeman. To get your free report revealing the five most common mistakes to avoid in voice acting, point your web browser to www.freevoiceactinggift.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.